WGR Sports Radio 550. It's time to take a look inside high school sports. Now, here's your host, Tony Caligiri. Inside High School Sports is brought to you by Minio and Sapio Italian Sausage. Taste the difference quality makes. Good morning and welcome to Inside High School Sports. I'm your host, Tony Caligiri, along with the birthday boy, Francis Beck is here. Happy birthday, Francis. Thank you, Tony. Raj, I've been uh, informed that he's now uh, the second uh, senior member of the uh, program. He's uh, 68, and Tom and I said he's not a day over, doesn't look a day over 65. So, uh, <laughs> Francis, <laughs> happy birthday. Roger's like, why you guys You've honestly this? confused him right now. Hey, if I want to be confused, I'll stay home with my wife. Cut it out. <laughs> Tom Prince is also here, WNY Athletics. You just heard from Roger Weiss, our resident troublemaker. And we are joined by the Center Court. And that's right, Center Court's here. That means we'll be talking boys' hoops. So that's what's in store for today. Plus, we will have the debut of the G&G Fitness Coach of the Week. And I'll tell you a little bit more about that after news and notes. Good morning, guys. Morning, y'all. Morning, Derek. Did you hear the confusion uh, in that morning, y'all? Still, I mean, yeah, that was a week. Well, one. no, the reason I'm confused, <laughs> you're talking, you know, if. Uh, Francis is so old. What does that make our good buddy Markel? He must be. Well, he's still. He would still be young compared to Francis. Uh, well, <laughs> Francis is sixty-eight now because he says he retired. Right? Isn't that right? I, reti- I retired when I graduated from high school. He retired as homecoming king. Yeah. Oh, oh, <laughs> Roger's just shaking his head. How do I? Chad, do- I apologize for all this. I didn't mean to bring it in under these circumstances. That's okay. I just keep thinking that. You know, 10 a.m. is awful early to start a 21st uh, birthday celebration, so the show should be pretty interesting by, exactly. by about 10.45. Well, happy birthday, buddy. Uh, uh, guys, let's get into news and notes. Uh, Raj, you do have a uh, something that you wanted to plug, a game coming up. I just up. want to plug this Wednesday at uh, Cardinal O'Hara High School, St. Mary's Lancaster Girls and the uh, Lady Hawks at Cardinal O'Hara. Could be the game of the year in Monsignor Martin. uh Preview of which team might end up going downstate in uh, late February, early March, whatever. Uh, two good teams. I saw St. Mary's of uh, Lancaster Wednesday night against Mount St. Mary's. Uh, they're the real deal. Ooh, they see she's a huge, amazing game. Nine, uh, yeah. In fact, it was uh, such a big game. Didn't the Buffalo News send two guys? Uh, no, the one guy was from the Sun. Oh, okay, that's right. Okay, sorry about that. Francis, news and notes. Well, we have a few thousand-point scorers, and you talk about birthdays. Well, Cam Siango earlier this week had a nice birthday, or started his birthday celebration off on the right foot the night before joining the thousand-point club at Grand Island. And then uh, earlier this week, Carly Weft of Portville hit the thousand-point mark as well. In Newport last night, Peter Schmillman scored five goals in an eight to one win over Amherst. Wow, have a game! Yeah, not bad, not bad at all. And uh, in fact, next week we are going to talk uh, Fed hockey, and uh, you and Frank Wolf will break it all down for us and get us up to date as to what's going on in. The Fed. Is that it for you for News and Notes, buddy? Yeah, that's it for me. All right. Well, that means it's time to debut the G&G Fitness Coach of the Week. And this is something that uh, they came up with, and I think it's a great idea that we honor coaches. They do a lot for our communities and uh, 
what they mean to the kids that they coach. And if you want to nominate a coach of the week, go to livefit.com. That's livefit.com. One word, dot com, G&G Fitness, Coach of the Week. And our week, week, week one winner goes to Kyle Husband of Canisius for collecting his 300th victory. Congratulations, Kyle Husband of Canisius. You are our G&G Fitness Coach of the Week. And as I said, if you want to nominate, you can go to livefit.com. If you go to our Facebook page, I have the link posted. Uh, so uh, have at it. We'll be doing this every week. And thanks to G&G Fitness for coming on board. And only in his, what, 15th season, I believe, because that would make his average over 20 wins a year. I mean, it's not like he stretched... 300 victories into 30 or 35, 40 years. He, he accomplished this before the completion of his 20th year. It's That's out, amazing. It is outstanding. When you nominate a coach, please uh, let us know you know, why you're, that coach is being nominated. As we mentioned, 300th victory thought was pretty impressive and uh, certainly worthy of Coach of the Week honors. Uh, Senator Court, you've been covering Canisius for a long time and, and Kyle Husband's career. Uh, what does he mean to Canisius and type of coach? Well, I that think is. Kyle has, uh, he's given that team an absolute identity. I mean, Canisius has obviously been considered the banner program in Western New York for a long time, and Kyle's a huge part of that. Now, you, you can say, well, look at the players he's got to coach, but it's not like in the last 12 years Kyle's had uh, Stafford Trueheart and LaTerrence Reed every year playing for him. So w- what he does for that team is that they just – they, they defend so well. They know exactly who they are. He's got good, disciplined kids. Um, the, the, I think the most disturbing thing about Kyle is that he's younger than me. And <laughs> when I put it in the context that he's got 300 wins already, and he's, it makes me wonder what's going on here. Well, no, the thing is, like you said, the two uh, gentlemen you mentioned and all that, when you go uh, through those 15 years, there aren't as many – what do you want to call them, all Western New York first-teamers as you would expect on a team that is that successful? So it is the team concept. He might not have that many first-teamers, but, boy, he's got a handful of uh, – a big handful of second- and third-teamers. Well, and, and over the years, historically, it's not like the Canisius players. They're not averaging 27 points a game. It's – you know, your, your Canisius guys are – their best players are usually averaging right around 16, 17 points a game. He, he gets – he gets a team Plus concept they, going. They get contributions off the bench, so it's 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 a whole team approach, for sure. And and that that school's got athletes everywhere. He he takes football players and makes them uh, contributors on the basketball court. He gets a, he gets the most out of that that I've seen anyone do is take a, take a football player and and make him a very productive basketball player. That's pretty neat. Well, let's start with my senior Martin uh, since we're talking about Canisius and. Uh, the job that uh, Coach Husband has done. Kind of break it down for us. What is it looking like this year? Well, you got the defending Federation champion Park, and uh, I think that they they are firmly on top of that league until somebody knocks them off. And they already have a, a victory over Niagara Falls. They yeah, and they did it at Niagara Falls, and they did it in convincing fashion. Right. You know that's how they started the year. This week they just played St. Joe's. They were up 17 points at half. Uh, Noah Hutchins was throwing bombs in the first half, and Greg Paulus was on hand, you know, the former Duke guard and 
Syracuse quarterback. He's now an assistant coach at George Washington, and he offered Noah right after that game. Park got up 17 points at half, and then second half, I think St. Joe's got it to within four in the fourth quarter. So, you know, that it's which is I, I think that's great in the sense of the league. That's what I've always known the Monsignor Martin to be is it's no nights off. It's rare that you get a team that just runs the table and goes undefeated in that league. Nobody did it last year. You know, Park lost big at Canisius last year before they went on to win it. So I think they might be the favorite, but that league is so tight. Again, this year, um, St. Francis has a very good, experienced, senior-laden squad. St. Joe's is, they've got size, they've got three big guys, they've got guards, you know, new regime. They're, they're finding their way, but I, I think you'll, uh, you'll see some, some steady improvement. Love the, the freshman guard there, Justin Glover. He's, wait till you get a load of him. I was told in the beginning, uh, before this evening started, watch out for St. Joe's. Uh, and, and Timon just, just sat there and battled with Canisius to a one-point game just the other night at, yeah. at their place, and a lot of people have... I think written off timing because, uh, you know, Alero World tears his ACL. They lose their big guy, and you know, people are wondering, well, what do they even have? And, well, they've, they just took Canisius down to a, a one-point decision, and it, I think that's just everything we want for the Monsignor Martin is, is that it's competitive. you got five teams strong in the large, and then throw in O'Hara, who is, you know, they, they might have the best roster in western New York, and... They've already knocked off Canisius for the first time since I think it goes back to 1993 this year. So it makes it so much fun when it's, it's, it's when the league is that competitive. Yeah. yeah, I got a chance to cover O'Hara in that game against um, in that Kenton tournament where where uh, Jermaine Haynes Jr. goes for 41 in that game, and, and they are I'm talking about their top five can play with anybody, and their bench is is very um, role oriented off the bench. They're going to be tough to beat. And I'll tell you another team that you haven't even talked about yet that every year we seem to discount, but somehow they find a way to get back to the finals is Nichols. Right, <laughs> it is another team from the small that just seems to every year get there. And you, 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 it's like you count them out, and then all of a sudden, boom, they're standing right there in the end. Oh, I would expect. Nichols to be in the, the Class B final against yep. O'Hara. If not, there will be a Roger Weiss investigation on that. <laughs> <laughs> now I got investigations being named after me? <laughs> Your investigative services are needed. If somebody doesn't win the right championship, Roger's on it. Never mind uh, you know, Holmes and Watson. We got sure, uh, Roger Weiss. I want to just add to what Chad said about Park. Boy, if you get a chance to go out and see Noah Hutchins play, don't pass it up. If you're undecided, go. I mean, that's the biggest thing I'm going to miss looking ahead to this summer at the BCANY, the slam dunk contest they have there without Noah Hutchins. You mean hashtag boom? Hashtag right. boom, whatever. What yeah. a pleasure. The guy is such, and he's such a nice kid too, mm-hmm. and academically he's above average. Uh, just, I'm going to miss him after this year, so I'm going to try to get to as many park games as I possibly can. Special player, awesome four-year career. He's I mean, got all the accolades already. I remember meeting him when he was a seventh grader, and uh, I think I was introduced to him as this is this is a future player of the year, and uh, you know, it it was a pretty good pretty good introduction for a kid because he's been nothing but awesome to to watch for four years. And I've got a chance to watch him play AAU basketball for years. I mean, this is a kid that was playing two, three years, four years up in some cases. And not only holding his own, but in some cases still dominating, dominating some of those, exactly. uh, those other age groups. You gotta love it when you get those Quentin special Nagbo players. Has also been been outstanding this year for Park, the big guy. You know, I, just imagine this Park team if they would have 
Still Everybody had Dan back. Scott and John Oregon back. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> they would be uh, ranked in the country probably. It, yeah. They definitely have a program going on over right. there. It might have been 05 Falls Revisited. Yes, exactly. How about uh, in the city of Buffalo? Let's get into uh, talking about some of the city schools. Uh, see Riverside's now at uh, Division Two. Yes, yeah, they're a small school now. Um, so last night in the uh, the large school ranks in Yale Cup 1, we have a big upset if you're looking at rankings where Middle College goes into East and gets knocked off. And, and East got up big early and uh, held on and put them away, which is that they're both in Class C1. I think Middle College came in as a... A, a favorite, and, you know, it's a Starling Bryant team. that They're the defending state champions in Class D, but they graduated four starters. The only guy back that saw any court time is Danny Carter. He's a junior now, and they just knocked off Middle College, and they're right there in the mix again. And let me guess, they play good defense. Oh, they played great defense. <laughs> right, Raj? Well, that Hands radical up. Starling, you know, if he holds a team to 39 points, he only has to score 40 to win. That's yeah. radical, especially in this day and age for high school. But uh, I did get to see East at the uh, uh, Springville tournament. And, uh, like, you know, it's when Ch- I saw Chad at halftime and he told me, he says, yeah, those other four guys out in the court with Clark, they never saw the floor a year ago. Well, wow. boy, Starling can he develop can them. And he, oh, absolutely. And speaking of coaching, I didn't know that Willie Hutch-Jones uh, left Burgard and went to um, – uh, South Park. Yeah, South, South Park. Park. The Sparks are uh, uh, they're on top of the Yale Cup 1 right now. They're the only team, I, I believe, that hasn't lost a game yet in that league. Because wasn't so Hanucky be coaching South Park last yes, year? He was. Yes, What was the school that Hutch uh, left? He left Burgard. <laughs> <laughs> and Burgard had a victory last night. Yes. So I think your, your big three right now in the city look to be South Park, Middle College, East, and then in the... Small school division, you've got City Honors and MST Seneca who are going to stand and trade blows. See, MST Seneca with uh, Scott uh, Kirsch, the coach. Yes. What a surprise. He's been around since. A long time. Yeah. Great coach. Great coach. Now, is this going to be a, a typical year where you'll have the city teams because, you know, traditional city balls, they beat each other up during the season, get a uh, low seed uh, and come in and start knocking off the higher seeds come playoff time? I don't think so, because the way it's set up is you've got Middle College and East are in C. So when they knock off Hutch Tech twice, and they're picking up big points for that. Power so points, yeah. They, they, get they still end up taking a high seed going in as a Class C oh, okay. team. Um, it, it would, that would apply more to a McKinley. You know, if McKinley in Class A won, if they had a great season, but their wins are, you know, you're, you're picking up, four wins against East and Middle College, and you're not going to get as many points. So then when you're stacked up against, a, say, a, a West Seneca team that is picking up points against same classification teams, that's where it comes into play. But I don't think you're going to see it. It could, it could affect South Park a little bit maybe. What are some of the top players coming? Uh, you know, if people want to go check out a city game, who do you like uh, in the city? I, I like uh, Jamon Jones a lot from Middle College. Uh, Danny Carter, I already mentioned from East. Over at South Park, you've got uh, Anthony Mack. Um, City Honors has a sophomore, Jaden Slaughter, who he's, he's a pretty smooth player. I think you'd like him. Earl Howard over at MST Seneca, he's a 1,000-point scorer now. And then when we talk about city schools, I feel like we've got to throw the charter schools into that because... They are, they're technically schools in the city. They're right. just not in that Yale Cup. And 
then that's where you, you bring in uh, health sciences, tapestry, uh, maritime. And they've so, been doing well. Getting, you know, charter schools have been contributing very well in the last couple of years. They have. Well, you, you've got health sciences and tapestry are both defending sectional champs. Right. You know. How does that work with their uh, powerpoints? Are they independents basically? When it... they yeah, they're the only ones that are independent. So every game they play counts. So all of their non-league games count, and that's like a health sciences a team who they 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 want to play everybody. So they're always scheduling Monsignor Martin, whatever they can get, they'll schedule, and so they might take some losses to make themselves a better team. Come in with a, you know, I... playoff ready. Right, playoff ready, but maybe not the seed that they. You know, they're not playing for a seed. They're playing for some seasoning. By the way, Tapestry Middle College today, or no, Tapestry Health Sciences today at Tapestry, 3 p.m. What about the uh, every year they have the MLK Classic, uh, continuing that tradition this year? The MLK Classic is still happening. And yeah. who's uh, who's playing? Uh, Middle hand? College plays North Tonawanda. McKinley plays Amherst. Ooh, that sounds East like plays Health game. Sciences. Those are all Saturday games. Cool. Yeah, they're usually really nice matchups that they put together. Is that still at City Honors yet? It's still at City Honors, yeah. Okay. It's the same day as the Canisius Chose rivalry. So Ooh. we need center court flex scheduling. Whenever they want to <laughs> let me do that, I'll make sure there's no major interference as we can get to everything. How about the center court classic this year? The center court classic this year I'm so excited about. Uh, it's going to be at Villa Maria. And it's February 8th and 9th. It's a two-day lineup this year, six games. I love the lineup. Uh, we got Randolph coming up to play Health Sciences and West Seneca West taking on Timon on Friday night. So, you know, there's a, there's a little history between Yeah, there is. Just, oh, just we a little, little bit. Years, so it's kind of, <laughs> yeah. looks a little like bit a of a rivalry. Uh, and then the day two, it, it, you can come there. You pay one price, you come in, you take in four games. You're not going to want to leave. You're going to want to see them all. The day starts with Luport St. Joe. So we're getting started with a little Roddy Gale action right off the bat. Mm -hmm. Then Olean against St. Francis, which oh, that, that might be my like favorite game. game of the day. I just love that matchup on paper. Uh, the third game is Aronicoy coming in from Section 5 to play Parks. So you got the defending Fed champion against... Uh, a defending state champion in Class A from two years ago who was back in the state Final Four last year in Irondequoy. They bring three starters back from that team. They've already knocked off Canisius this year, so they'll be playing Park in the third game, and then we bring it down with uh, Canisius Niagara Falls in the headliner. Outstanding. And Canisius Niagara Falls and? In the band. In the Gotta band. have the band. I've invited <laughs> the, the band, band, and I, I really hope the band's there because the band makes that that atmosphere as special as it can be well speaking of niagara falls i'm headed there after the show my son is uh playing at the wolf arena today for his grade school and uh coach sales kid is on there as well so maybe i'll see him and bend his ear a little bit talking uh, high school hoops all right when we come back let's uh delve into uh, ecic section six find out what's going on there you're listening to inside high school sports on wgr sports radio 550 We're back. You're listening to Inside High School Sports. Tony Caligiuri along with Francis Beck and Tom Prince from WNY Athletics. Roger's here in Center Court. Don't forget to check out The View from Center Court. Get all your basketball action and news and uh, stuff like that. The View from Center Court. Uh, let's see. Sports Talk Saturday follows us at 11. And don't forget tonight, Sabres and the Bruins right here. WGR Sports Radio 5. 50. 
ECIC one. ECIC one. Uh, the team that I picked to win the league this year was Williamsville North, and I would still feel comfortable and stick with that. Really like their team a lot. Uh, balanced, deep. We were talking about a little bit over the break. They've got guards. They've got big guys and multiple big guys. Uh, and and then as highly as I think of their team, this league that they're in is so competitive. You know, we were as we just talked about Tom at the, over the break, they were trailing Lancaster when they played them. Clarence has already knocked them off, and Clarence is a team who, you know, if they're knocking down their threes, watch out. They're dangerous. They've got three-point shooters, multiple, and they go in. And those three-point teams scare me though, because on a cold night. Uh, they usually ran <laughs> in big trouble. Well, they live by had the threes and die by the threes. Yep. <laughs> they had a cold afternoon at the uh, public-private ad pro challenge when they played Timon, and Timon buried them. They couldn't hit a shot, and Timon put it on them. Yeah, Will North's advantage is definitely the bigs. I think that's where their advantage is over any team in the EIC. When they're playing on, they're tough to defend. I don't know if there's a team out there that can defend them from the big point of view. In yeah. ECIC one, Not, yeah, you're right. Oh, yep. for sure. In ECIC one, yep. that is their advantage is the, the size. And we'd be remiss if we did not mention uh, ECIC one uh, Frontier High School. This will be Coach uh, Gary Domshelsky's, uh swan song. He will be retiring at the end of the season. Yeah, what a class act he is. Great guy. Wish him all the uh, all the best. Uh, ECIC one. You've also got West Seneca West. You've got Orchard Park. Um, Jamestown, Jamestown, and do not count Jamestown. No, out so it's small, right? Everybody's got to take a trip down to Jamestown. Yeah. Which love that gym, by the way. I think that's oh, the best too. gym in all of when it comes to the basketball experience. The way you go down in there with the with the their scoreboards, I love their gym. It's a junior college, at the very least. Gym. It, 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 love it, it is unbelievable. Absolutely love it. Wish we'd have more uh, opportunities to actually let people experience that gym. I got a chance to talk to the Jamestown coaching staff a little bit down when I was down there this past week, and uh, they're saying is may not have the the talent they've had in the past because they've always had one huge name that's out there, but they are going to be scrappy and they're going to be in every game playing scrappy this year is exactly what they said they and they've are. proven that so far. I've seen them once this year. They were they were very much that. They're a team that they'll improve as the year goes yep. on and. What Ben Drake's done with that program in Jamestown, they're one of those programs that even in, if you consider this a down year for them, every other coach in ECIC one is giving himself a pat on the back when they knock off Jamestown. Yep. You know, it's that's that's what they are. As teams want to beat Jamestown, and it's still, hey, we won at Jamestown. It's a huge accomplishment. They always come up with that one guy who'll come out of nowhere and he'll knock threes all night long and – they just get the job done. Yeah, he does uh, such a great job coaching. Rumor has it there's a bevy of them on the way up. Yeah, <laughs> there is. I just got a chance to see them all. I saw the seven eighth graders play, yeah. and one of them's his, his kid. Right, really? his kid's yeah. on his way. Yeah, Charlie um, can hit the tray. I, I will tell you this: that's exactly why Jamestown does so well year after year. And I say I don't care what the sport is, but he is so involved in the youth down below that he knows exactly what's coming up, what their game is, what their strengths are, and he's one of the only coaches around that truly knows what's coming their way and is a part of the youth program. Yeah. And I'm not saying there's no coaches out there to do. There are a lot of other ones too. But that's the reason why he's been so successful. Right. You say the same thing for Olean, right? Yep. You know, a good, no youth, a good youth program, yep. uh, that's, that's how you build a program from yep. the ground up. All right, tell us about some of the other leagues in the, uh, as far as the large schools go. Uh, ECIC2, I just covered two games this week. I watched Sweet Home Will South and I watched Amherst Will South. 
that game is uh I called it a battle royale. <laughs> the, 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 that league is there there's another like ECIC one and ECIC two, multiple teams that could win it and the winner is not going to be undefeated. There's going to be a couple losses for whoever emerges. Does um, it come down to who's hot at the end? Yeah, who, who's hot, who's who's come together as a team, who's playing their best. Uh, West Seneca East is the team that's knocked off Amherst, and then Will South knocked off West Seneca East. Amherst just beat Will South last night. They all just take turns throwing Beating swings each at each other. other. Sweet Home came in and got a win at Will South but lost to Amherst. I, right now, I would I would say, if I had to push my chips forward to bet, I would think it would be a West Seneca East Amherst. I would say, you know. I mean, Amherst traditionally, I mean, unbelievable program and uh, the job that they're doing there. Yeah, so that's no surprise. Yeah, seeing them last night, they uh, they, they seem to thrive when they're playing fast, and, <laughs> and they got that game sped up last night. They've got athletes, they're balanced, uh, they, they've got a, a standout player in Jalen Stewart, but... You know, Jake Mullen had a great game for him last night at the guard spot. James Moore and uh, Ja'Kai Womack gave him big games in the paint. Nice team. What about some of the other big, uh, biggers, big schools? Some of the other big schools, well, we got ECIC 1 and 2. That's where your large schools are there. We've got them on Senior Martin. Slide over to the NFL. Yes. Yeah, so uh, how about Luport? Talk about Luport for a minute. That surprises me. Yeah. And they're putting up some serious yeah. numbers. I mean, you saw all these transfers kind of in that old Niagara County, and it really has played out well, I think, for both teams. Yeah. Well, the one that they gained, Luport, was Roddy Gale, and that's a pretty big addition. You know, mm-hmm. only a freshman, but holy smokes. I have, uh, you go to my Twitter account at CenterCourt42, and you'll you'll see right up at the top is a, a windmill dunk that he pulled off last night on a Hashtag break. Hashtag boom. Oh, my gosh, it was a nice dunk. Uh it, they play. They they had Trent Scott back, who was their leading scorer from last year, and he's a basketball player. But then they have Roddy Gale, who's come over. You have Jalen Duff, who's an eighth grader, who starts for him, and he's a a very good basketball player. And then they have multiple role players within that team, and they all play the role well. They're, they've that when you watch that team, you can tell they're very bought into the experience of this is our time, let's do this. They play hard. They play fast. Didn't they score dangerous. like a hundred? Was a hundred last night, or they scored a hundred last night? Yeah, and wow. a one against Wheatfield. Man, that's just pouring it on. Okay, who else do you like uh, in NFL? I like I like Niagara Falls and I like Luport, and I think those are and and the way they've got it broken down now is you've got kind of a large school rank in the NFL and you've got a small school rank and Luport falls in the small school falls in the large school so that's who I think wins the other team that's looked pretty good when I've saw him in the NFL is Lockport I've, I've Lockport's seen, I've, usually right. strong yeah. they are they're very strong they're very very similar team to me uh, is uh, West Seneca West and they they played a close game this year but uh athletic team couple players that stand out on that team and uh a team that would be dangerous on any night. How about what, Niagara-Orleans League? Quick, Ni- excuse me, Tony, quick question. You're calling Luport Small School? Luport a yeah, small school. Yeah, they have two divisions in the NFL. So, and Niagara Falls is obviously in the big school, and Luport would be in the small school with uh, small school division with, I believe, the Ke- one of the Kenmore teams is in there, CSAT. What they uh, do, well, the Rogers, only reason I ask is because with year. the girls – 
They're listed as an A2 school. They, They're well, not they a small school. Right. Not an A2 in classification, an A2 just in how the league handles it. So what the league did last year is they said instead of Niagara Falls playing Luport twice every year and we you know because there's now nine teams in that league, so that would be 16 of your games or league games, you only have four non-league. It's also a way to create some more non-league games. So now they said, okay, you four are going to be the small school division within the NFL, and you five will be the large school division. So the large school, you all play each other twice, and then we only play the smalls once. So you, you, you freed up some non-league space there. So you only get the one Luport Falls game. However, then at the end of the year, whoever wins large, whoever wins small, they face off and they pair up the ones, the twos, the threes, the four, and they have like a, a finale to their season that way. So there's a good chance we'll see Luport Falls twice. Okay, but... It- Definitely, uh, Luport, once the playoffs come out, they'll have to go up against the Amherst and the South Parks of the world as opposed to the... That's correct. You know, okay, yep. that's yep. what I wanted to clear up. Niagara-Orleans. Niagara-Orleans League, uh, you got Medina, who is a multiple-time defending league champ, and right now it looks like it's still their division. They just picked up a big win, uh, I think by a point, might even been an overtime game at Newfane the other night was the other team that seems to really challenge them down there in that league. So, And then the other team that I've seen that stood out from that league is Wilson, always tough and play really well. They'll, they'll knock somebody off and they'll, they'll keep themselves in the mix this year. About some of the other... Uh, Can't help you out anyway. Anthony, I'm sorry. <laughs> Can't help you out there. <laughs> All right. Just bounce around to some of the other leagues. Well, we, we get into the southern tier and you've got... Uh, School called Olean. No, I've heard of them. Stop. (laughs) So I think they won their seventy third consecutive home game. I suppose you're going to tell me they have some guy named Schmidt there. Yeah, (laughs) there's one Schmidt left. Uh, Mike Schmidt's excellent. He's their point guard. Uh, This is another team that I'm saying. I say they're making another state run this year. So Jeff's going to get his his mail at uh, Buff State again. Oh, his mail his mail is going to Buff State. Then it's going to get forwarded to Binghamton, and then he's. (laughs) And He's then, hoping uh, to pick up one last package yeah. in Glens Falls. Glens so Falls. <laughs> well, yeah, uh, they're uh, what class are they? Uh, no, they can't play in the federation, right? They're a B school. Well, they would if they won a state championship. Well, that's right, they B school. Season D school. My bad. Um, so Olean is obviously the class of CCAA again, uh, undefeated right now. I think they're ten and zero, seventy three consecutive home wins, which they just picked that's up amazing. last night, which dates back to I think the two thousand eleven. Uh, but then there's a couple other schools that are really good in our southern tier and like top 10 small schools, and that would be Allegheny Limestone mm-hmm. and Southwestern. Uh, Southwestern, they already own a 12 point win over Tapestry. They, who did, oh, they well, I watched them go toe to toe with Jamestown in a game where a lead changes back and forth, and they, they had the last shot and missed it, and they ended up losing by two. And that was on a neutral court at Olean. Southwestern, Allegheny, Limestone, two very good teams. Then there's Randolph. Uh, Randolph, probably the class of CCAA two e or no CCAA one East. It's it's them and Allegheny Limestone. They split the league last year. They're they're both elite in that league again this year. Southwestern, unfortunately for them, finds himself in the same league as Olean. So that'll be their super. That's Bowl unfortunate. Right. <laughs> and then another good team in that league is Fredonia, who. Scored a pretty nice win over that Southwestern team and uh, just battled a little bit last night with Olean. Who are some of the players that you like so far coming out of the Southern tier? Southern, well, 
so Roger mentioned Mike Schmidt, and I would say that he is my uh, he would be my number one guy out of the Southern Tier right now. Excellent, just just great all around point guard. He'd start for any team. He he thrive. I, I he's probably a Division two player. You know, by next I would year. agree with that. I saw him uh, when I was down in Binghamton last year in the BCANY. The Buffalo region won the boys' division, and it was strictly on guard play between Noah Hutchins and Mike Schmidt because of the president of Noah Hutchins probably didn't get the recognition that he deserved. But And there was a third guard down there that escaped me on that team. It was the guard play that won for Buffalo, and Mike Schmidt was very prominent in that play. Uh, just you want some other Southern Tier names, players. Um, Matt Droney, the big guy for... Olean, he had a great game in the Aebo tournament at St. Bonaventure this week, and he is such a vital part to what Olean does that I, I feel like he might be one of the most overrated bigs in the area because he's so fundamental, so... Overrated or underrated? underrated? Did I say overrated? Yes. Jeez, sorry, Matt. Very <laughs> underrated. Very underrated. I got confused for a second. <laughs> yeah, gosh, that's not me. Uh, Tyler Hine from Randolph, the guard. One of the best shooters in the area. Uh, started at Jamestown his career and then he, he went back. Yeah, right. Started as an eighth grader yep. for Jamestown and two years. Well, he's in his thirties. A junior. He's now. legit though. He can hit a shot from anywhere on the floor. He, he really can. He's somebody you do, you do not. You got to make sure you you got somebody on him one on one. And if you're going to go into some sort of zone. You even got to think about doing a box and one or something with him because you cannot give him a, a free opening at all. He's got such range, yep. and he just needs he gets a shot off fast. Yep. He's a catch and shoot, you know, come flying off a screen three feet behind the line and just nothing but not yep. bombs away. Bombs away. Uh, they've got Randolph has a freshman, Gabe McCoy, who is probably six three, and he is a polished big man for a freshman. He, he's going to be good. He's a, he's a difference maker for him, especially as a small school. Allegheny Limestone has some pretty good players too. They got Sam Flanders, Michael Wolfgang, Casey Coran. Nice team in, in Limestone. Uh, go ahead. No, I want to bring up because I just have been looking last night, and it must have been an epic game because it was Chautauqua Lake versus That's... Maple Grove. Uh, Zach Fisher, 38 <clears throat> points last night. Ooh, did Zach have 38 last night? Unless there's another Fisher. No, that's the one. With four threes. Yeah. Yeah, against his old school, Maple Grove, Maple right? Grove yes. A little just, incentive there? You think? <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, let's take a break. Uh, Sports Talk Saturday follows us. Don't forget Sabres and Bruins at 7 o'clock right here on WGR Sports Radio 550. We're back. One last segment of Inside High School Sports and Sports Talk Saturday follows us at 11 Keep it locked right here on WGR Sports Radio 550. Don't forget, if you want to nominate a coach for our G&G Fitness Coach of the Week, go to LiveFit.com to nominate. And, of course, uh, this week's first week winner was uh, Kinesis' Kyle Husband for his 300th victory. Center court. Let's get an ECIC 2 and 3 and get everybody caught up as uh, where we are right now in, in high school hoops for our last segment. So following the trend of competitiveness, I would say those last two leagues are also pretty competitive once again. Uh, the team that I've seen from ECIC3 that I was pretty impressed with was Lakeshore. I got to see them at the Springville Tournament. They've got a couple returning stars from last year, uh, Josh Buchanan and A.J. Sabalski. 
Nice team. They play well together. Uh, I, I would not be surprised to see them pull out that league. And then the other team in that league that uh, I haven't seen yet, but just based on results, they, they seem like they could be a problem for people, is Iroquois. Because hmm. you know, they got some shooters. They got a nice young guard. And they seem like a program that's on the rise at Iroquois. So keep an eye on them. I got to watch Depew over the break. I watched them. Score a nice win over City Honors. You know, City Honors came in as a top ten ranked small school, and uh, Coach Jones had a nice plan for them, and they executed it and came away with a W. Iroquois, another one coach involved in the lower ranks. If I'm yes. correct. The one you're talking about is his Todd son, Kites. right? Yeah. <laughs> is yeah, uh, is the one that's coming up here. Uh, another one you talked about. We just talked about. Um, you know, a shooter. There's another one who can shoot from anywhere in the gym. Like if you're not. If you watch him get away at all, he will put that three down on you. And I've seen him go for, I've seen him go for uh, thirty-eight, forty-point games from three-point land in the AAU uh, ranks. So another one to watch out yeah, for. He'll be a good one. He's yep. only a freshman. Yep. And then ECIC four, you got Lackawanna, JFK, Springville, uh, Cleve Hill. You know, another competitive league. Mason Goodridge from Springville. Finally got to watch him play. That's a special talent, yep. you know. Mm. You, you play, you know, he's down there at Springville, so it's you you don't see him as much. They maybe haven't had as much team success, but he's a really nice player and uh, you know, he thanked me for coming down and seeing him and it was kind of, you know, ah, this might be the only chance you get to see and I said, "Hey, there's no reason you can't get this team to Buff State." You know, it and I believe that I watched them play uh Lakeshore, Lakeshore. And, and they really battled with Lakeshore, and Lakeshore is not a bad team. They've got some some good wins, and you know if you can you can compete with a team like Lakeshore, they're bigger than you. Yeah, you know hopefully that launches them. I I, I was not uh, unimpressed with that Springville team. So it's well, hard but, to forecast them when they're so competitive and knocking each other off. It is, and it's it's. I always say like you need to see a team and a player more than once if you really want to have a grasp for them because you can see a team one night and some guy shines or they play a certain way and then you catch them on another night and it's a completely different thing. So I like to see teams and, and players multiple times to really feel like I have a grasp on. Goodrich hashtag boom, definitely a kid that could put it down. Also, Mason right? Goodrich, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, <laughs> he's, he's a good, great kid, great family. Um, Another one who shined in the AAU ranks, um, and you could see more, especially from, like you said, you haven't heard a lot from the Springville team, but could be one person that could actually take the team on his shoulders and, and do some damage. Yeah, for sure. He had, he had two chances to win that Lakeshore game at the end. He needed a three both times. And, I mean, it wasn't like he threw up bricks. They were rimmed in and out and those things that, you know, a silly millimeter one way or the other, and Springville wins that game. And they're tough shots, right? Yeah. The defense oh, yeah. knows well, who's you know, going to take the shot. They know he was going to get the it's ball. It's a contested they dared shot. Him to, Pass it to one of his other teammates because, of course, they did need a three to tie, didn't they? If I remember on that, they needed a three would have won the first time, and then then the free Lake throw Shore gets a rebound, hits one free throw, and then the three would have tied. And like I say, these were in and out of the rim. It wasn't like they threw up bricks. One of the things I love about high school basketball, and I tell this every year, is that the team that you see in the beginning of the year in the tip-off tournaments is usually not the same team. Come playoff time, uh, they they season, they gel together, and give me some teams, regardless of league uh, or size of school, that you're not going to want to play at the end of the year if they're peaking. East High, <laughs> East High, and it's <laughs> no. the same story with them every year. You know, I watched them in, like you said in the 
tip-off tournament. I watched him at the Pastor Cooper, and Tapestry Tapestry put it on him. And I watched him last night, and they beat Middle College and put it on Middle College. And ranking-wise, none of that makes sense. But that's that's who East is. They'll get better and better as the season goes on. It's a team you're not going to want to see. Um, uh, St. Joe's, looking at St. Joe's, they look like a team that could steadily improve and be a dangerous team at the end of the year. Uh, Amherst last night, watching them play, I think, you know, from the first time I saw them this year to seeing them last night, I think, okay, that's that's a team that's figuring themselves out pretty quick, and watch out for them. West Seneca East, when I watched them beat West Seneca West at the West Seneca tournament, they got a nice team. They got balance, they have big guys, guards, seniors. They have a seventh grader named Jaden Lewis, who I was super impressed with for the way he plays as a seventh grader. I don't know if I've ever seen a seventh grader play varsity basketball before. That's amazing. And it, it wasn't. It, Jaden Lewis didn't stand out to me in the sense of like, look at this super explosive kid. He's the, you know wait for him. He stood out to me in the sense of this is a seventh grader who's making great decisions on the floor. He takes good shots. He's not trying to do too much. That's what I liked about him. He didn't did not. He played like a sophomore, or a junior. So somebody's going to come in there and contribute and be uh, an asset rather than a detriment. For sure. But not be a liability because of his quote-unquote immaturity. Yeah, I, I didn't see any of that out of him. Which, which That's amazing. You know, then that's what you're looking for, and you don't see it, and that's where he came away so impressed. Speaking of St. Joe's, Gabe Michael takes over this year. How have you thought about this rebuilding process? Is it, is it going quicker than you thought it was, or is this about what you expected? I would say it's about what I expected, and I, I don't see a whole lot of rebuilding. I mean, he, he pretty much has inherited what was there. Um, he, Greg Poland came over from Williamsville North, I think, for football, so that's, that's a nice acquisition for the basketball team. Deshaun Ashley transferred over there from Amherst. But a, every private school is going to acquire some kids each year. Uh, I, I, Hey, I, nothing but respect for Mark Simon and the job that he did there. And uh, I, I know in the same token, I have a lot of respect for Gabe Michael. So I think that they, they'll be good, but I think it's going to be a work in progress. I, you know, didn't come out of the gates rank in St. Joe's. Well, it's not like they have a defunct, you know, they have a good JV program every year too, so I'm sure there are people coming up from JV that will help that team. Yeah. This, uh, key dates when the regular season ends, seeding, meeting, and playoffs. I believe the season, I think the last regular season game is February 16th, right around there, and that would be, you know, seeding meeting would be either the day – Providing that, day, that there's the no day snow after. days right. pushing it Saturday, back. Saturday, February 16th will be the seeding meeting. First rounds would be like pre-quarter finals and all that on a Tuesday. The second round Wednesday. Quarter finals Friday, always that Friday. Friday, February 22nd. Then the semis and finals at Buff State or JCC down south for the C's and the D's. Hey, one other thing we talked about real quick. Jalen Bradbury got his 1,000 points on uh, December 22nd. Of a sophomore season, Don Welch got his thousand point in February sixteenth of a sophomore season. So that puts Jalen Bradbury on a pace to uh, possibly create some history in a couple of years. Something to keep your eye on as. Uh, or you just put a whole lot more pressure on him. Uh, <laughs> he, he, he'll be just fine under the pressure. He's a good player. Center Court, thank you very much for joining us today. Again, go check out the view from Center Court. Happy birthday to Francis. Thanks to Derek Kramer. Sports Talk Saturday follows us. We'll have. Uh, we'll see you next week with more.